Okay, so I think I've I think I've got it recorded. Wait, I gotta get my notebook. And, nope. Oh. What? I, I gotta get a drink to it. Hold just a second. Okay. Well. Okay. Well. So I think it's going. All right. Um, Wait, do you need anything? Yeah, I probably have to go to the bathroom, but... Yeah. <laughs> well, it, you know, I'm old. Is it recording? Oh, yeah, it is. Oh, wait, what is this? Oh, this is the... Truly Unlimited Podcast. Here we go. Well, hello and welcome back to the Truly Unlimited Podcast. I am one of your hosts, the lesser of the two hosts, Jeff Plunkett. <laughs> and then I'm here with... Don Bruce. Yes, Don Bruce, the greater of the two. Um, hey, you know, it's just true, and so I'm going to say it. So, there, I said it. Okay? It's hmm. just it's just true. <laughs> Considering we're discussing biblical things, and it always talks about the least being the greatest, and I'm not sure how that works. Oh wow! Wow, that's 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 very impressive. Well, well played. Uh, back at me. Okay, I don't. I, I, see, see, this is why. Because it, it, I I lob something and you just kinda, I just throw it back. Yeah, you 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 harden it up a little bit and you throw it back and it hurts. Okay, I don't even know what that means. All right, so we are not going to just um, prattle on about um, you know whatever it is we well, we prattle on about. We say that. Yes, but we probably will. All right, but we are today. We are continuing in Hebrews, and and just by the way, I have just loved going through Hebrews. Um, it's really been an amazing. It's probably it, it was probably a very unusual place for us to start. To be honest with you, it was, and it was just because I had found one verse that I thought, oh, it was kind of cool, and then we just went from there. Yeah, we just we just kind of <laughs> hey, it's in the Bible. Why not? You know, it's, it, you know, why not start there? Right. And so we sure. did, and it's been really cool. Yeah, we've uncovered some things that we've read before. You know, even today we were reading through this, and and you said <laughs> you said I said. It's like I've never read this before. Which <laughs> has been it. That's and I know fun. I have. Yeah, <laughs> it, it, always fascinating um, how we experience. So I, I'm excited about this this conversation. Um, so without further ado, I what, will what read. What is a do? What is a do? I, yeah. um, I don't know. I was going to yeah. come up with something. Yeah, I, I, I know. I, 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 I have a phrase, you know, with my son-in-law now. I said. Bid you adieu, and so you know. I don't. I don't know. I don't, I don't even know. I think really. it's a foreign word. Yes, probably. <laughs> <laughs> All words are foreign words somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> Some English words are foreign to me too. So. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Who so, knows? Yeah. <laughs> That that may be the the deepest thing I say all day. Oh, great. Is that all words are foreign words somewhere? Yep. There you go. Yeah. There you go. Okay. okay. So without going on, here without we go. any further ado, whatever ado is, <laughs> we are going to you, have you. We read. do. You do. Okay. <laughs> Hebrews eight, and it's eight one through thirteen, but that's actually the whole chapter. And I am reading to you from the New International Version, the NIV. So here we go. Eight, chapter eight. Now, the main point of what we are saying is this. We do have such a high priest who sat down at the right hand of the throne of the majesty in heaven and who serves in the sanctuary, the true tabernacle set up by the Lord, not by a mere human being. 
Every high priest is appointed to offer both gifts and sacrifices, and so it was necessary for this one also to have something to offer. If he were on earth, he would not be a priest, for there are already priests who offer the gifts prescribed by the law. They serve at a sanctuary that is a copy and shadow of what is in heaven. That is why Moses was warned when he was about to build the tabernacle. See to it that you make everything according to the pattern shown you on the mountain. But in fact, the ministry Jesus has received is as superior to theirs as the covenant of which he is mediator is superior to the old one, since the new covenant is established on better promises. For if there had been nothing wrong with the first covenant, no place would have been sought for another. But God found fault with the people and said, The days are coming, declares the Lord, when I will make a new covenant with the people of Israel and with the people of Judah. It will not be like the covenant I made with their ancestors when I took them by the hand to lead them out of Egypt, because they did not remain faithful to my covenant, and I turned away from them, declares the Lord. This is the covenant I will establish with the people of Israel after that time, declares the Lord. I will put my laws in their minds and write them on their hearts. I will be their God and they will be my people. No longer will they teach their neighbor or say to one another, Know the Lord, because they will all know me, from the least of them to the greatest. For I will forgive their wickedness and will remember their sins no more. By calling this covenant new, he has made the first one obsolete, and what is obsolete and outdated will soon disappear. And be thankful, Jeff, that I almost started reading the words of God like in a deep James Earl Jones voice. (laughs) (laughs) Really? That's something well, I would maybe like well, to hear. It w- we would not sound like him, but it would be my <laughs> imitation of him, which it would not be very good. And you'd be going, are you all right? Do you need water? Something like that. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Don as Darth Vader. <laughs> all right. Wow. Okay. That's that's fantastic. Um all right, so yeah, thank you for for reading that, and thank you for not reading it as James Earl Jones <laughs> um, impersonation. That's that's great. You're welcome. Um, yeah, in 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 what's interesting about Hebrews is this this theme in in verse or in chapter eight is really repeated several times. Uh, you know, we mm-hmm. you know we spend a, a, a bit of time before we start recording, kind of talking through things. And it's interesting how many times this this same conversation is really repeated throughout Hebrews. It's, a, it's like he's, he's saying, making this statement, and let me repeat it in a different way. I'm going to repeat it in a different way. I'm going to repeat it in a different way because, you know, you guys are having a hard time getting it. And and we read it, you know, as chapters or sections, and we go over little pieces. But we have to understand this is mm, one conversation. Yeah, good. 
It's one conversation, and he's just reiterating and trying to help them truly understand what he's saying. So, you know, if you look at it and you think, oh, this is another one about the high priest, you know, and well, it's not another. It's all the same thing. We're just taking it in sections as right. the Bible takes it in sections. Yeah, that's, that's a great point. Yeah, in, in, um, in remember, and we've, we've said this several times um, when we were reading through Hebrews, that this is to people of a Jewish background, of a Hebrew background. So they, they, you know, they're used to the Old Covenant. They're, used, they're, they're, they're paying attention to the Abrahamic, Abrahamic? No. Abra, Abra, Abra. <laughs> that doesn't sound right. And but I don't know what is right. I know, it, I can't it doesn't think sound about right. It. Yeah. Yes, the, it, that co- the covenant with Abraham. There you go. They're, <laughs> they're they're paying attention to that. We're you know to a more of a Greek audience. You know they don't really care about that. That doesn't make any difference to them. And it's like you know that's not part of our our tradition. Right. So why do we care? Right. And in this time frame, definitely the thing for today's time mm-hmm. is that a lot of us have grown up with the ideas of the Old Testament. Mm-hmm. And so doesn't it, what I'm saying is it doesn't mean that Hebrews has no bearing on us. Right, right. Because it does right. in, our, in things that we've understood and comprehended, and it's helping us to understand more of who God is anyway. Yeah, and 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 you kind of hinted at a, a real challenge for for a the Christian believer because you know what do we do with the Old Testament? Do we throw it out? Do we say there's no value in the Old Testament? And that's not at all right. what we're saying. That's not even the the conversation. Look, Jesus, when Jesus was there, you know Jesus is bringing the new covenant. Jesus is presenting the new covenant. And he references the Old Testament. He references the Torah. He reads right. from the Torah in the synagogue. Right, you know, right, and, right. And, and then right. And, and the, the New Testament, in, in these letters, Paul right. references the Old Testament repeatedly over and over and over. Matthew, Mark, Luke, right. John, James, Peter, they all reference the Old Testament in their writings. So th- there's there's not there's never a point where we're saying you're throwing this out. What we're saying right. is there's a new covenant and the old covenant and under in distinguishing between the two is where the beauty comes. And I think a, a kind of loose understanding of this, um, my daughter Marissa and I were talking about what a shame it is today that we feel like in the schools students really don't get a thorough thorough lessons on history Mm. you know we get little a smattering Mm -hmm. but there's some things and the whole idea of learning history is so certain things are not you know where you came from you know you understand humanity a little bit better and you don't make the same mistakes hopefully Mm -hmm. and the whole idea of what chapter eight when you go through it is he's saying um you know, I made the first one, but 
you didn't main, remain faithful to it. Mm-hmm. So we're we're doing this again, and we're changing. You know, I'm I'm making some new things with it. I'm changing it so it can be um, what what we need it to be, so it can succeed. Yeah. And and so in doing that, us having um, you know no long us not having to make sacrifices and all the different things that the um, Jewish people had to do, it wouldn't make any difference to us if we never saw what they had to do. We would take for granted that, and a lot of people do, that, okay, Jesus died on the cross, so that's all taken care of. But understanding what they had to go through before helps us to understand the true sacrifice of that and what it meant. Yeah. If that, so, so I'm just saying that it's not throwing it out, as you said, because our understanding of that, learning that, helps us to understand the true value of what we have now. Right. Yeah, yeah, because in uh, verse 5, you know, it says they serve as a sanctuary that is a copy and shadow. And that was a, you know, as we were going through right. talking before, that was a, that was a key, um, couple of key words that, that stood out, copy and shadow. But the, the, in, the, in the gifts and the sacrifice, those sacrifices being made in the Old Testament are a copy and shadow. Here's what here's what's basically being stated. There is that those things are a shadow. Will a shadow, you know, can I can I actually grab a shadow? You know, so you know, right. Peter Pan <laughs> aside, you know, other right. than Peter Pan able to 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 you know nail his his shadow <laughs> to his feet or whatever it is he, he does. Um, you know, other than that, you know, a shadow is is merely a representation of something, and, and so you know, these sacrifices being made, they didn't actually cover sin. Right. Um, they were an atonement for sin, and I get it, but but they had to be repeated over and over and over and over. You had to keep bringing sacrifice. You had to keep bringing doves and sheep and cattle and all the you know different things. You had to keep bringing them to repeatedly cover this up because they 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 were only a copy in shadow of the the genuine true alethes alethes um, right. true genuine sacrifice, which was Jesus. Jesus came as the true genuine sacrifice, and as. And, and we're jumping ahead a little bit. In chapter 10, he says, he talks about Christ being the once and for all. Right. Forgiveness once and for all. This sacrifice, this, this does done. it. This does it. And, that's, that, and the reason why we bring that up in, in this context is because this is, where, this is where Christians get a little confused. They get a little confused because they go, okay, we got the Old Testament, we got all these these rules, these rules, these rules, these rules, and um, and then we've got Jesus who comes in and, and he's offering this new covenant, and we we're, we're, we don't see this this clear delineation between the old covenant and the new covenant, mm-hmm. and we're not living it in in terms of the new covenant, right? Where you know, and, but Paul Paul references, I, I think it's Paul. 
Um, I'm pretty sure it is Paul um, in the New Testament, and I don't I don't remember the reference off off the top of my head, um, where he says you crucify Christ repeatedly. You crucify Jesus over and over and over with your life because you're living your life according to the old covenant, even though you're saying you're living within the new covenant. Live within the new covenant. The, the new covenant of, of Jesus, this high priest who has brought the gift and sacrifice, um, it's the genuine, and it is, as, as it says in in verse uh, it six, I think verse six, um, and it's founded on a better promises. That's mm-hmm. the way it says in, in mine. Yes. Better promises. Better promises. What are those better promises? I mean, it's 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 a it you know it's it's the beauty of of something really amazing if we join in with that, join in with his, this new covenant of Jesus. Right. Right. Um. Awkward silence. Yeah. No, it's just just thinking thinking through things, but that that's exactly what it is. We um I I think that we've kind of failed in the church of really mm. understanding old and new covenant. Mm. Not and in it not a um not that the new covenant just makes the um, old covenant unnecessary to understand, like we said, but to understand the difference between the two and where we're living. Because I know Galatians even talks a lot about this. Of our when it talks about our freedom, yes. a lot of people are tied to that, which I've said before, that checklist of things that they have to do. They feel that they have to do to be in right standing with God when that is not even a part of the new covenant. It doesn't mean that some of those principles and things aren't correct, but it's it's a one thing we we were talking about recently. A lot of what Alethus Resources is going to it's it's a shift. Mm-hmm. It's a shift in understanding. Yeah, and. Um, it's not a I think sometimes the two covenants are taught as okay this new one is added on to the old one mm. Mm. and on. that's not what's happening right it is a shift it is that's why the the final verse of this says by calling this covenant new he has made the first one obsolete mm-hmm. And what is obsolete and outdated will soon disappear. But what it, what it's saying is it's not a um, just added on. Mm-hmm. That's like the new wine in the old wineskins yeah. verse. You know, and I think what we continually try to do is just add it on, right. rather than understanding what is the difference between the two, and how does it all connect. Yeah. And I think. In, in a lot of what we want to get across, even in our, through this podcast and Alethis Resources and everything, is the whole idea of the relationship with God, which is the connector between the two. But it's a shift in understanding of how we approach based on what he's done. Yeah. 
I mean, if that's not confusing. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, and it, 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 it's not, it is confusing, um, but it's, and, and I don't want to say that what you said is confusing, because it it's not, but it, what you said is not confusing, but the, the process, the people have confused concept. it. Right, How exactly. About that? I'll, I'll say it that way. People have confused it. They've made it more complicated than it needs to be. Right. Because in, in some sense, in, in what we're talking about is is really right on target in, in that, that effort to to do both and. Right. You know, it's, it's I'm going to be new covenant and old covenant. I'm going to I'm going to live my life new and old covenant at the same time. Right. And as you just pointed out so rightly, he says, "Look, the old covenant, and where is it? Where where what verse was that that you read that?" Um it's 13. Um, 13. The last one. Oh, okay. Great. That's why I can see it cuz it's on the next page. <laughs> By calling this this covenant new, he has made the first one obsolete. So you have to delineate, you have to to make that that very clear shift from one to the other. And again, we're not saying we're throwing out because the purpose, understand the purpose of the old covenant and the purpose of the new covenant is exactly the same. Nothing has changed in purpose. The purpose, God's purpose, mm-hmm. let's simplify it. Let's, let, we're gonna simplify God's purpose. And we've said this many, many right. times. And if you've missed it, um, listen to what I'm saying now. God's purpose is for you to join with his glory. That's it. And it's never changed. Right. And it's going to remain the same. Yeah, exactly. The, the, the pathway to joining, that was the covenant. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, the, and if you don't like the word joining, okay, fine. That, you know, it's, it's throughout scripture. Yeah. Um, you know, but... Um, so unify, unify with God. Great. That, if Have you a relationship. That, I, I'm, I, I use that word too. Right. Um, you know, it's, but that's the purpose because that is God's nature. Right. We're not trying to convince him. That's, that's the, another mistake we make is we, we, we try to turn it into this, well, I've got to convince God to pay attention to me. One, he's, he's unlimited. He, right. He, he, he is never, even for a fraction of a fraction of a fraction of an iota of a second, ever not paid attention. Right. Um, he's always been attentive of you, um, always. And so and he's always been inviting you constantly. You have not noticed mm-hmm. um, that, that invitation. Right. You've, you've rejected that invitation. You've, you've ignored it. Um, you've dismissed it even. But he's constantly inviting you. Mm-hmm. So that you, we don't have to convince him to that. That's what he. That's right. that's his very nature. Right. It's not something that he's he has to be convinced to do. It's his nature to join. That his his the, the triune God is a joined God, one God. Right. He is one. So, and he, we're created to join in with in with that dance, the right. paracresis. Um, so. That's always been the purpose. That was the purpose of the old covenant. This is the way you join. Okay, great. You didn't remain faithful to that. He says right, right here in, the, in this passage that we just read, you weren't faithful to that. And so I made a new covenant. The new covenant is found in the high priest of Jesus. Jesus, mm-hmm. that, that 
that once and for all high priest um, who comes in, he's not the copy and shadow. He is the real deal. Right. He's the he's the genuine article. He is the alethes, uh, the true tabernacle. You know, right. That, that, right. That, that, that's where we get our the name of our, our organization, you know, or our company, right. uh, LA Face Resources. Um, it comes from, from that word that means true, genuine from its source, um, a, a genuine joining, um, an authentic unity. Right. Okay. Um, but so he, he's saying this is now the pathway, the pathway, the doorway. The doorway is Jesus. Right. right. To this joining with his right. glory. It's kind of like, this is another one of my loose visual representations, <laughs> but I see it kind of as, you know, when you establish a business and you have the purpose and the plan for that business, that may not change, but your your mm. way of doing it, your process, your systems, those things may change because we this first one, well, the people don't didn't respond to it well. The people didn't hmm. work with that well. So we move to a different one. Doesn't mean that our purpose has changed. Doesn't mean that we've um, lost a vision. Mm. It just means we've changed the systems mm. and the way we do that. And I th- I think that's if we can see it like that. That's wow. why we have the whole Bible, because it's still the vision and the purpose and everything that was established in the beginning is still there. It's just the systems and the processes have changed. Yeah, gosh, that that's really good. And that resonates very well with me, <laughs> as, you, as you know. Um, I don't know if it resonates with everybody. I don't know if everybody will get that because they don't understand how, how business systems right. work. But but that resonates very well with me. So thank you. That's that. No, that wasn't loose at all. That was <laughs> that was very very good. Um, I, I, I like it. Um, gosh, that's that's really good. Okay, <laughs> sorry. I'm, I'm reflecting on it. And I'm, I'm getting a little caught up. So I know we got to continue on. Um. um Yeah, so I, I want to read. I want to read again, and in, in, in you know my my NIV version is a little different than your NIV version, um, but I want to read verses ten through twelve again, because um, it's it's it, this is the better promise. Okay, so this is this is the covenant. Okay, I understand. I, I want to repeat this so, so you you don't miss this. This is the covenant. This is the covenant I will make with the house of Israel after that time, declares the Lord. I will put my laws in their minds. Look at that word, minds. And write them on their hearts. Hearts. I will be their God, and they will be my people. I will be their God, and I will, and they will be my people. Um, look at that look at that interpersonal play there that you know I will be their God and they will be my people we will be in relationship we will be in joining we will be together we will be in that paracoresis together um, I will put my laws in their minds and write them on their hearts minds hearts 
um, joining, okay, verse 11. No longer will a man teach his neighbor um, or a man his brother, saying, Know the Lord. And that's the, the word gnosko, which, you know, we, we, we talked about this ahead of time. Um, and we said we're probably not going to talk about this. And we're not going to go <laughs> deep into these because we won't go deep into these. Um, but we'll just kind of give you a, a quick uh, flyover. Um, or a man, his brother, saying, know the Lord, because they will all know me. And that's, that's a different word for know. It's right. edo. Um, the, uh, the first one is, comes from the word gnosko, and this one is from the word edo. Um, will all know me from the least of them to the greatest. Um, now, that, that, that verse 11 reminds me um, of, of uh, the Protestant Reformation. Um, I, I, I can't help but think about the Protestant Reformation and, and Martin Luther's, you know, the, the, the theses and, and right. look. When he's like, yeah. going up the steps. And yeah, yeah. Yes. I, you know, I, I can't help but think about that, even though this is, you know, much, much, before, much later. Than, well, yeah, that was, happens later. Yeah, right. Definitely. Yeah. This was written long, long before, but I can't help but think about about that 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 shift, that shift that that Martin Luther said. Look, it's got to come out of the hands of 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 just a few people, and it's for the people. This is for the people. God is for the people. God right. is with the people, and instead of it being this distance thing. You're over there. I'm over here. I have special privilege. You don't, um, and you're you're lucky to to get, you know, any 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 crumbs that fall to the floor. You're lucky to get that. He's saying, no, 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 no. This look. No longer will a man teach his neighbor or a man his brother brother saying, know the Lord, because they will all know me. They will all know me, from the least of them to the greatest. It's a and it's a depth of experience, it's right. a depth of, of perception. Um, that's that's kind of what we'll we'll just do a flyover. We won't go into the depth of right. Gnosko and Inido, but it's a it's a deeper depth of understanding and experiencing God. For I will forgive their wickedness and I will remember their sins no more. That is a better promise. Right. Right. I, I, I like in this, in verse 10, too, I like how it says, I will put my laws in their minds mm. and write them on their hearts. In Deuteronomy um, 11, it had said, You shall therefore lay up these words of mine in your heart and in your soul, and you shall bind them as a sign on your hand mm. and as frontlets between their eyes. And and that's a shift. Mm. He He's saying... I'm putting them there, mm-hmm. not I've said them and you put, you know, this, this little transfer. He's mm-hmm. just going straight to I'm going to put them, these words, these um, laws in your minds, and I'm going to write them on your hearts. Mm. And it's that, that um, in that relationship, it's that yes. more intimate um expression of who he is right yeah and and yeah it's just it's if you can really understand the the um 
gravity of the difference between the two covenants. Mm-hmm. And why in the world wouldn't we just live by the new covenant? Yeah. You know, I, another thing that I thought of earlier, sorry, sorry, I'm just throwing this out. Oh, that's great. But when we, um, one thing that I had read, you had said, I don't know, but when we talked about um, the copy and shadow, and you mentioned the whole idea of um, that the bulls and the goats were a mm. temporary sacrifice and just mm-hmm. covered the sin rather than taking care of it. Beside of besides my thought of air fresheners versus Febreze, <laughs> which I did think of at that time, um, <laughs> I also I showered. <laughs> I, I'm just thinking of the covering or the you know taking care of this. Gotcha. Um, but the other thing of that too that that I think you had mentioned is that it. it covered that but the guilt came back the mm. or I read it or so, I don't know but the guilt came back it didn't take care of that and I think we're in a world today that guilt overwhelms us mm. of things that it either people don't think of it at all or people that have some sort of a conscious it overwhelms them and even in church it's that continual going back thinking that I have to go back and and convince God to forgive me, convince him to let this go, convince him not to remember it, convince him to cover it. Yeah. When the new covenant, it's gone. Yeah. And we're living under a guilt that should, even though we can um, maybe the act wasn't right and we've changed that, the guilt is never part of who God is when he has sacrificed once and yeah. for all. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and, and what's interesting, you know, in, in going back to verse 1, I think it is, because mm-hmm. um, it says, you know, the point of what we're saying is this. We do, do have such a high priest who sat down at the right hand. Those two phrases, sat down, mm-hmm. okay? So, you know, if, if you're at a, you know, if you're at a, a party, you're in an event, and you're just kind of standing, okay, and somebody says to you, here, come, come sit down. You know, just yesterday, we were at my, my, my parents' house, and we're all out on the back porch, and most everybody is sitting down, um, but there, we were out of, out of chairs on the back porch. There were enough of us, and um, um, so my dad goes inside, and he grabs me a chair, and he he invites me to sit down, um, and 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 I, you know, again, I know it's not a big deal with family, but understand that there's that's a very significant phrase to say, sat down. One, um, this sat down implies that it's done. The work is done. The work is is completed. The work mm-hmm. has been done. Jesus did all of the work. You know, the Father provided. Jesus performed and then the Holy Spirit is even sustaining okay right. but it the work is done so the you know let's sit down but two it's he's set he's sitting down the 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 implication is that he sat down because he's invited into this space he is a part of 
he's a part of the union, mm-hmm. um, which, you know, he is God, yes, but, but he's, he's part of that union. And then he sat down at the right hand. The right hand was a place of prominence. It's a place of leadership. It's a place of, place of, of prominence in, in, in importance. Um, it's a place of, of, of defense, or not, it, 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 meaning strength. Right. Um, you know, it, the right hand was was the 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 hand that most they, they would carry their swords in, where the shield would be in the left hand. So it was a place of strength um, in in defending us, um, and it was also a place of of communion. Uh, the right hand is a, a symbol of un- union, uniting together. You know, whenever we do a wedding. The, the bride and the groom, they join right hands. Why do they join the right hands? They join the right hands because that is a symbol of union. So all of that, all of that is wrapped up in just the, the phrase right hand. Um, right hand of the throne of the majesty in heaven. Um, so, but here's, here's what's, what's what, the reason why I brought all of that up is he says the same thing about us he says the same thing about us in Ephesians, that we sat down at the right hand. Mm. We sat, yeah. sit down at the right hand of Jesus, who is sitting at the right hand of the Father. We, are, we have been appointed. We have been anointed. We have been, 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 been um, adopted into this family. The work right. has been done. So, so there's no earning, there's no, there's no, you know, I've got to bring this sacrifice, bring this sacrifice, bring, here's the sacrifice. I, I just surrender myself every single day, right? every single day to this joining, this relationship, this unity with God. You don't have to earn it. You don't have, you know, it's just, I accept it. I accept the invitation, I accept the invitation and in, in, in remaining in this this union, then that does change what you do. Now we're not saying I'm, that. If you think I just said you can do anything you want to, that's the most ridiculous <laughs> assumption possible. Because no, because I am now in union with God, I am going to live my life in union with God. And if I am in union with God, I'm not going to do things that are outside of the union with God. Right. You know, it's, right. it, you know, I don't do things that are outside of my union with my wife if I'm living in union with my wife. Right. I mean, and you understand what I mean by right. that. Yeah. So I'm not going to do things that are outside of union with God. And if God. there's not that union, then you're, you can't have a false sense of a union and it not really be there. Right. You know, throw it out that, oh, yeah, I live for God and it not be a part of it. Because then there are other things happening, and you're not in that union. I mean, it, it comes down to where are you <laughs> in right. that? Right. Not what he's done. It's what we've, um, if we've accepted that invitation. Right. If right. we've agreed to be a part of that. You know, you mentioned the adoption of that, and when someone's adopted— there's a few states that are different and have different things. But in most states, here in Oklahoma, when someone's adopted, 
their birth certificate is changed. Mm. So their birth certificate, when they take it somewhere, no longer says those natural parents. Mm. It says the adopted parents. Mm. And the cool thing about that is that it's like it, um, I mean, it's a complete thing. Mm. It's not something that you take it and you're constantly reminded, well, these were my other original parents, but these are my new. I mean, it's a, it's a complete process. You are completely a child. You are completely part of that family. And so when you're talking about setting down, sitting down and being there, that is you are truly a part of the family just as everyone else is. Mm, yeah. It, 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 I'm going to read verse 12 in, re, in reflection of what you just said. For I will forgive their wickedness and will remember their sins no more. By calling this covenant new, he has made the first one obsolete. And what is obsolete in aging will soon disappear. Yep. In light of what you right. just said. Right, right, right. Yeah. So... Yeah. Be be. There's nothing wrong with being confident in the Lord. Mm. There's everything right, right. About being confident, right. In the Lord. And you can be confident in the Lord and still be humble. Yes, absolutely. And I think those are things that we struggle with a lot of times too. Yeah. Or people make us think we should struggle with it. Yeah, arrogance is not confidence. Right. Arrogance is not confidence. Um, arrogance is a desperate attempt Att- right. to, to elevate yourself above everybody else. Right. Confidence doesn't, re- you know, I, I use this analogy all the time. You know, if, I'm, if I am playing basketball with a five-year-old, am I confident in my skills to beat this kid? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Right. You know, unless there, there's some kind of phenom, um, I can, you know, now I'm not very good at basketball. I'm a horrible shot. Right. Um, but but I've got confidence. But do I? But I can stay humble, and I can allow myself because I'm confident. I can be humble. If I wasn't confident, then I would have to be arrogant, mm-hmm. and hateful, and hurtful um, to this five-year-old, and right. you know, slap the ball around. Um, but I can allow. I can, I can be humble in my confidence. Humility and confidence do go hand in hand. They're not opposites. Right. Arrogance is a is a is a something that comes out of fear. Right. <laughs> I am fearful that I'm not enough, and therefore I'm going to pretend to be arrogant. I, I was just thinking another quick little thought process of my visual. <laughs> um, going back to even a business, if you have a a large company and the owner of that company, maybe the CEO is coming through and maybe say there is an overflowing trash can or something like that. It's not a big deal if they need to tell somebody to do it, but if there's no one else to do it and that owner takes the trash Mm -hmm. (laughs) and takes it out, it doesn't make him the janitor. Hmm. He's still the owner. And he can be totally confident in who he is. He doesn't have to tell everybody while he's walking out, oh, I'm the owner. I'm just doing this. Mm -hmm. It doesn't matter. He knows he's the owner. Yeah. 
and he can be humble and still be a part and help and love the people and be confident in who he is. Yeah, that's really good. That's good. All right. Have we talked long enough? I think we have. I think, I think, that, I think that does it. And, and the audience is going, yes, you have. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Thank you, Don. I appreciate it. Um, for all of you that are, that are listening, that uh, stayed with us the whole 45 minutes, we appreciate you. Um, appreciate you tuning in and sharing, um, sharing this. If you, like what, if you like what we're talking about, if you like this, 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 these conversations, and even if you kind of don't, um, we would we would appreciate it if you would would you know whatever it is you need to do to to uh, to to give us a shout out, um, like it, share it, um, you know subscribe subscribe to our, right. to our podcast if you've heard it for the first time subscribe to our podcast. We would love for you to continue in this conversation. This is important. This is what it's all about. Um, we get caught up. We spend so much time getting caught up in the things that are really not important. They're temporary. They're not going to last. Right. This is permanent. And this is where we're talking about join the shift. Yes. Yes, absolutely. And join the shift. I'm sure we'll talk more about that at other times, but just throwing it out there. Yes. Yes. Uh, yeah. And in, in, in just to make that clear, let's let's go ahead. We've got we've got a, a minute. Um, let's talk about So we what we're trying to do is we are trying to to there's a there is a per, predominant conversation of fear in the christian community especially in in the western community and i don't know about anywhere else so i i, I can't really speak to that but i can tell you here in the united states it, the the prominent conversation is based in fear right um if you listen to Christian talk radio, it's it's like, you know, it, it, it's Chicken Little, it's it's Armageddon, um, everything is is falling apart. And okay, <laughs> so what? Even yeah, if yeah, I think the Bible says something about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that why are we surprised? Right, and um, why do we fear? Yeah, and what's what's the frankly, and what's the big deal? Um, you know, I mean, even if it does fall apart, one. It doesn't so change who God is. Yeah, it doesn't. He's permanent. We're and so we're trying to shift the conversation to living on permanence, living, you know, being dependent upon the permanent God, who is unlimited in all unlimited ways, um, instead of being fearful of these things that are most definitely going to pass away. Right. All of it passes away. We all die. We all pass away. Um, everything the moths eat it the rust chews it up Mm -hmm. Um, thieves steal it okay great so what what difference does it make why are we afraid we are the people of the unlimited god what do we have permanent god yes Yes. what do we have to fear but we need to we need more of the christian community to begin that shift in conversation to join us in that conversation of not being afraid but being reliant upon the permanent unlimited God. Absolutely. So um, you can find that information on our website. Um, join the shift. Um, just just join the, the shift. Hit that button. Um, give us your, your, your first, last name, email address, and you're, you're part of that conversation. And, and we're gonna, we will email you information about continuing this conversation and how to continue that conversation being reliant upon the permanent and limited God. Absolutely. Great.
thanks for bringing that up. You're welcome. All right. That does it. We Now we've gone over time, but there we go. All <laughs> right. We, we made, we're fine. Yeah, not unusual. All right. Thanks again for a great, great conversation. All right. Bye-bye. To learn more about the Truly Unlimited podcast, Alethe's resources, No One Dismissed, a comprehensive ministry plan for addressing intense emotional pain, or our other resources, go to alethesresources.com. And Alethes is spelled A-L-E-T-H-E-S. Alethesresources.com. Or find us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram.